Tips of the Iceberg, episode 205. Lee here, joined by Robbie. Hi. Hi. What are you about to hear? Well, I'll tell you what you're about to hear. Uh, me and Rob are starting a new podcast. We, of course, have the yeah. Longbox Radio podcast, which is comic book related. Mm-hmm. We are starting a third podcast. Well, I am starting a third podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what For number. you, it's your second podcast. Well, it's it's my second going on, but sure. it's, I, it's pro- I've probably done That's like not interesting. five podcasts now. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut uh-huh. up. Just shut up. Uh, it's called Turn Based Attack, and it is yeah. about video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a bi weekly podcast, uh, part of our p- little podcast network we have going here, which includes yeah. Sissy Iceberg, Longbox Radio, now TBA podcast. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, site news. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, episode 206 will return to our usual scheduled programming with me, Trevin, probably Arlie, sticking, sticking it out in here talking about Arlie. all the Hitler and rape you could possibly handle. Uh, but for right now, you're going to get a sneak preview of uh, the, the Turn-Based Attack podcast, which will be available on turnbasedattack.com as soon as the website is ready. But for right now, you can listen to it right here. So, Rob, are you ready? Let's, let's, I was born ready. Ready to spring it on them? Well... Without further ado, here it, here is. it is. It's December 4th, 2013, and this is the Turn-Based Attack. Welcome to Turn-Based Attack, episode zero. Your host this week, myself, Lee. And of course, I'm joined by... Rob. <laughs> <laughs> woo! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, wow, yeah! Uh, this is a video game podcast. Uh, it is, it is. You might be familiar with myself from here or there, uh, namely Tits the Iceberg or Longbox Radio. Rob, mm-hmm. where might someone know you from? Oh, man. Uh, I'm I make my way around. Uh, I think I've been on your podcast once or twice. Sure. Uh, Longbox Radio is Longbox our joint Radio effort. Longbox Radio is, yeah, kind of you and me and a little bit of Mike Haynes these days. But uh, <laughs> no, you know, well, people will probably know me to hear me, maybe. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Who's that rage tank? Yeah, no kidding. You'll you'll <laughs> soon know. Uh, for anyone who hasn't heard our voices before, uh, as as mentioned, we do other podcasts. This one's going to be centric around video games, yeah. as you might have been able we to tell. We just couldn't contain ourselves any longer. No, we, we needed to spill over into yeah. another podcast, yeah. uh, which we is this. Spilgrim. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, of course, now is the point in the a new podcast where you, you reveal your podcast's gimmick. And ours yeah. is we're doing this show completely naked. Yep. Uh, that's it. Well, no, that's, no, not that's not it. That's not it. Uh, our gimmick on turn-based attack is uh, the podcast will flow as as such. Uh, we'll start with a quick intro, what we've been playing recently, some quick reviews, as it were, uh, some gaming news. Then we're going to get into uh, the active time conversation uh, in which me and Rob will go back and forth choosing either attack, defend, magic, or item uh, in regards to the video game industry. So if we choose attack, we could be... Going after someone specifically in the gaming industry, a game, a, a controller, a, a policy, whatever it may be. Defend, quite the opposite of that. Magic, we're le- uh, heaping some praise on something in the video game I- uh, industry. An item, we have a specific uh, review, accessory, console, something to talk about. Uh, something physical. Yeah, it can be positive or negative yeah. at that point. After that, we'll go into the key item. The key item will, of course, be us discussing something from our gaming past. That we just uh, can't let go of. That we of. just can't let go of. <laughs> Uh, we'll probably alternate after today with Rob kind of bringing something to the table and me bringing it the week after. Uh, we'll have guests throughout the history of the yeah. show. Um, None of which will be musical. No, no musical guests. No, we don't, we don't. Ben Harper it. is very disappointed looking through the window wow. right now. Sorry, Ben Harper. Yeah. Well. Uh, but that that's about it. Uh, yeah, that his, does it. See you later. Yeah, no. Well, that's enough for the podcast. <laughs> We've It's been three minutes. 
let's uh, let's give some quick gaming history of ourselves. Just you know, I mean, people can be like, you know, that Lee guy. He's uh, he doesn't know anything about. He doesn't games. know anything about. <laughs> no. Uh, where, where did you start? When did you start video gaming? What were you playing? What have uh, been your? You know uh, what? I probably started playing video games when I was about three or four years old. Uh, my dad was very uh, big into technology. Uh, he had computers he would work on a lot, and one of those was, uh, I believe, an Amiga. So uh, I grew up with, you know, Defenders of the Crown, or Defender of the Crown, rather, um, and a lot of, like, those old kind of, like, uh, like really cheesy, like, side-scroller games on the Amiga. I played a little bit of Commodore 64 and whatnot growing up, too, but I didn't really start gaming heavily until I was maybe, like, 10, and then at that point, I kind of just caught the bug and i've been been just <laughs> addicted ever since <laughs> sweet yeah um, oh wait this isn't aa no <laughs> Ga- gamers anonymous yeah. uh i had no interest in video games mm-hmm. thank you no well, uh, <laughs> when uh, well, apparently at some point around 1991 92 so you were like one uh i was like i was like three or four uh my my parents won not a not a lot at the casino. Not like we're we're moving to Beverly Hills. Uh, they want enough that they're just like let's buy a, one of these video gaming consoles. Uh, at the time, the Genesis was out. The Sega Genesis oh, was man. out, but the Super Nintendo had not yet been released. Yeah. Uh, so they went to the local video store. I don't know what it was at that point. Maybe Jumbo Video, uh, and and rented both an eight bit Nintendo gaming system as well as a Sega Genesis. Uh, of course, there's there's no comparison. Um, but even then, well, there, there it was is. still hemming and hawing. It was kind of just like well, Nintendo's comparison. got some pretty cool stuff going on. But look at the look at these the blast processing. My dad's like, we gotta get that blast processing. <laughs> uh, so we we did get a Genesis that came with Echo the Dolphin, Sonic Two. Man, um, we tried to play Echo recently. That game that, is tough. Yeah, I'm I'm 24 going on 25. I have never finished that game, and I may never. I may have to hand that down to my children. And get them like, to carry on your beat, legacy. Beat get Echo them to the carry Dolphin. on your rogue legacy. Yeah. I beat Echo Junior though, so. Fair enough. You know, I I think I got the last laugh there. Uh, but um. af- yeah, uh, but after that, uh, was never really heavily into video games. Uh, you know, went through all the console wars on the weird side of things as far as my elementary school was concerned. Like I mm. was the guy with Sega, and then after that, I was the guy with Nintendo in a PlayStation school. Oh so, man, we didn't in uh, my school in elementary. We were all about the like handhelds. Everyone was into Pokemon. Well, obviously. yeah, but that, that was like that's but, like there's no, no one console had, no one there. had a big. Console yeah. at home. It was there's, just there's no jackass who showed up with a Neo Geo pocket, and he's just like, well, this is the wave of the future. There was one kid that had a uh, one of those little PlayStation, uh, what's it called, that they had for like Final Fantasy VIII pocket station. Oh, really? Sorry. Yeah, he, <laughs> they re-released that on the Vita recently. Yeah, he came. It's from, an app. He can't. It was a. He was like a transfer student. He came from Japan. And he had a, a pocket station. He was the showing off at school. Ever. He yeah. was pretty cool. And then I became the Pokemon champion in my school. So. Or Pokemon Ladies. Master, as yeah. it was. <laughs> Ladies. I'm, I've mastered it. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. Uh, and then, you know, I, I was uh, kind of a fanboy upbringing where I would... Played a lot of Minesweeper. Played play a lot of Minesweeper. And Chips Challenge. Uh, Chips, well, of course, those echoes without saying. Like, yeah. I had a Windows 3.1. We're not talking Ooh. about the, the play, golden uh, age of PC gaming. You ever play Hugo's Haunted Mansion or whatever yeah, that game was? Probably. Oh, that game's yeah, terrible. Yeah, why not? Last right. Night in Camelot oh. and, and etc. Um, whatever. You know, yeah. Shadow Warrior, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Was raised on the PC, uh, so you know. At a certain point, would you um, say you were master raised on the no, PC? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, got into RPGs uh, such as you know your Final Fantasies, your uh, yeah. your the ACDC of RPGs. I oh like to man, call it. yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, and I like then, the Metallica uh, of RPGs. I start got started playing Final Fantasy VIII on the PC though, Ooh. a PC that could not handle that game. So I played Final Fantasy VIII in slow motion. Hey. 
Yeah. You got to I would I wouldn't desperate. summon GFs because it would it would take 5 to 10 yeah. minutes for them to do the animation. All right, no GF run. Let's yeah. do this. Ba- basically, a force no GF run because <laughs> it it's just is. it's taking too long. No limit breaks, they took too long. Yeah, I got time for this. Um uh, but other than that, uh got heavily into video game collecting uh about yeah, 5 no years ago. Um <laughs> You have a pretty good collection. Not anymore. Uh, well, no, you've got <laughs> you, but you've downsized it for sure. But you have a lot of good staples. Yeah. Like you've got a lot of the classic RPGs. You have a lot of those, like uh, pretty hard to find, like Sega games sort of. or just I stuff mean, that you. I own obviously six really NES like. games right now. I have, at one point I had two hundred, three hundred of them. So really? yeah, so yeah. I, I've downscaled quite a bit. I collect comics and stuff as well as the well, other yeah. podcast will attest to. Uh, so just just a, a, a nerd collecting mentality over here uh, in this camp. Yeah, uh, I'm not so much into the collecting of games anymore. I just really what I do is I'll buy the games that I really like. They're my key items, so to speak. There you go. And I it's just, all like, coming together. I can't like just get rid of those like even if i'm like i really want this new game and i i'm short on cash so i want to trade something in i can't do that it's like yeah. no i'm gonna wait until Somebody i have roll. the capital and uh, then I do it. yeah i've i've really streamlined things mm-hmm. uh, as of now um me and you both remaining as vague as as possible uh do work in the industry in yeah. a way um attended trade shows and stuff like that i've been to e3 three times count yeah. them um, i've been i deal more i guess you could say with like a buying and selling than sure. than actually <laughs> i'm also trying like in i don't i don't know really should go too deep into it, but i'm also trying to make my own game too so that's kind of a lifelong well, dream so amateur game developer rob yeah uh here, I, here i'm making it under the uh under the guise the pseudonym. of the, the pseudonym no it's not a pseudonym uh it's just the the i guess if you could call it a development studio what okay. i've named it, it would be studio light okay like l-i-t-e okay like uh it's like sure a light like game version. shark light yeah yeah Exactly. Like yeah. DS light more contemporarily. Uh, cool. Well, keep us abreast on that. Oh, I yeah, will. This is the, the makings of greatness. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk briefly on uh, what we've been playing recently, go into some news, mm-hmm. as I mm-hmm. said, uh, then talk about, you know, uh, my other podcast, uh, the Tissy Iceberg podcast, does have a vi- video gaming section, which will, as of now, be basically discontinued. Uh, this will be a biweekly thing. Uh, so whenever you hear this, every two weeks after that, expect us to hit it up again, talk about some video games. Um, something that in our everyday lives, we just, you know, we bitch about to one another and now we can put out there to you. Uh, so thanks for listening. Let's actually start this podcast. Rob, what have you been playing recently? Uh, as of late, uh, I mean, the new generation of consoles is upon us. Yeah. Uh, we've got so the, nothing to play there. Yeah. The Xbox <laughs> one and the PlayStation four are out now Wii U. Um, as no, that well, steam sale. Sure. That's yeah. My favorite console. Uh, you know what? I've been playing quite a bit of PS4 recently, uh, but I'm not playing as much of the the AAA stuff as I as a lot of people are. Uh, I don't get me wrong; I have played Need for Speed Rivals, and I've, you know, I I, 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 I borrowed uh, <laughs> I borrowed uh, Madden from uh, <laughs> sure. from a friend of mine yeah. who. I mean, I just wanted to friends try Friends don't borrow game. friends Madden <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. No, and I honestly, I'm terrible at Madden, so I haven't played a Madden game since... You've watched a football game at some I've point in your football. life, I've seen football. I know the rules like of football. Like American football. Yeah, yeah, I know the yeah. rules of both American and Canadian footballs, <laughs> but I, I don't actually know how to play the games, yeah. and I can't read plays First very well. ten? What, what, what is ten? Why are there four downs? No. Uh, in any case, you know, it, that's a... You know, I've been playing that. Uh, also, I've 
picked up Knack for okay. the PS4. Knack, um, I completely avoided. So whatever not, you have to say about well, Knack, I'll lend it to you after I'm after I'm done with it. <laughs> it's very much I a Crash with Bandicoot. <laughs> it's, it's very much a Crash Bandicoot or uh, Spyro type of game. It's very sure. platformer, kind of goofy. Um, aside from that, though, uh, I also picked up Super Motherload, uh, which is it's an older title that's kind of gotten re- revamped. It's made by X-Gen Studios, and they actually made one of the first Defend Your Castle games that everyone used to play like maybe like 10, 12 years ago on, mm-hmm. on PC. It's like a Flash game. Um, Super Motherload was very much one of those, and they actually have refreshed it a lot. It's it's pretty crazy. It's really a... Uh, it's really an interesting little game. Uh, it was only like I think fifteen bucks, but it was something to try out, and I've spent a lot of time on that. Um, aside from that, recently, um, still for some reason playing Plants vs Zombies two on my iPhone. Hey, you know what? Um, Wear that badge proudly, son. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I almost got every single star in that game that you can get right now. <laughs> I'm like Pokemon I'm like Master, <laughs> and has yeah, all the stars exactly. in Plants vs Zombies two. There it is. Uh, Beat Moth with a stick. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, nothing really on PC, uh, as I don't have a particularly powerful rig at the moment, but, uh, that's really about it. I think for games, I, uh, what are you playing? I, I have dug a really deep hole for myself. I'll say. Um, th- there's a lot of gaming experiences that are very fleeting or quick these days. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to always fit those in. Uh, like I fit in Wolf Among Us, the first episode, right. uh, Faith, um, <laughs> I didn't finish it. I think I'm like I'm like this is gonna end any second, but I gotta go to bed. Uh, so I'm gonna finish that probably tonight. Other than that, uh, I'm working my way through Dead Rising Three on the right. Xbox One. Playing a lot of Killer Instinct on there too. Whenever I can, um, I own a PS4 as well, but the Xbox One has the call of games uh, right now. That you games that you're interested in? Yeah, yeah. Um, something I you know I want to play something next gen. Killzone's mm-hmm. fine on the PS4. Don't get me wrong, but not really in the mood for a shooter at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so Dead Rising Three, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is a fantastic launch game. Um, it's a fantastic Dead Rising game. Yeah. I mean, if you like the other two two entries, this one is well. One of the things pretty that much you, everything you yeah, want. One of the it. things that you mentioned to me was that just the the sheer amount of zombies that can be on the screen at any given yeah. time is pretty insane. It's impressive. Yeah. Sure. That's one of the things that actually yeah. I, I should point out about Knack. Is that um, one of the things that about that game that I really like is kind of like a, a technical thing that yeah. most people who just pick up the game and play it won't even care about. But um, for me, looking at it and knowing that every single particle that makes up Nax's body has mm-hmm. individual physics, I think that's really fascinating. And that's just like, whoa, like that illustrates the processing power, even on just like a one-tenth level of what yeah. the PS4 Lighting and particle effects exactly. are a really big thing. Yeah, um, And then just being yeah able to, to render separately animated things on oh, screen man. without losing Crazy. frames is yeah. pretty fantastic. Um, there are all kinds of issues with both new consoles that I'm sure will be touched upon briefly later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, the three, the Xbox, the 360, the Xbox one or the X bone as it's especially known, uh, <laughs> you know, or the X bow, it's got some goofy things loading from the hard drive. Like there's a lot of really extended loading screens that mm-hmm. the PS4 doesn't really have a lot of that PS4 has its own bucket of issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so far, I mean, I give the edge to Xbox One as far as this holiday is concerned. Uh, of course, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Who has the best opening lineup? I would say Xbox One. I, I'm not sure you could even disagree with that well, at this point. Well, I haven't really, uh, to be honest, I haven't really played much of what the Xbox One has to offer. Um, you haven't played anything. At all, yeah. You refuse to play Killer Instinct based on the fact that it sucks. Pretty much I, I refuse <laughs> to play any fighting game except for Street Fighter. Um, yeah, I think you're it's so just, great at it. Well... Street yeah. Fighter Third Puzzle Strike. Puzzle Fighter. Third Does strike. that count? Or is that no. more of a Puzzle no, Game? No, Third Strike. I'm good okay. at Third Strike, but sure. the rest I'm terrible at. Like, yeah. I'm just... Ooh. 
Uh, but in any case, no, those, I haven't played anything that Xbox has to offer, so uh, I'd like to, but I really didn't like what I felt from the controllers, specifically the um, bumpers and the triggers. I really don't like the placement of those, but the, aside from that, I think it's a pretty uh, sharp controller. Like I really yep. like the controller outside of the, the bumpers. Both of them redo feel uh, appropriately expensive. Uh, oh, and kind man. of intricate, like both. Yeah. Like the PS4 has got a fantastic controller too. You know, I played Flower on yeah. uh, PlayStation 4 the other day, and I mentioned this to you. <laughs> yeah, um, the PlayStation 3 controller I felt was just like a good natural fit. I mean, I've been using it for like 15 years, almost to that point, right? Yeah. Um, and now the PS4 controller comes out, and the the length of the I guess I don't know what to call those the the part that fits in your your palms. Sure, are holding the it. handles. Sure, yeah, <laughs> let's call it the yeah. handles. Uh, the sides of the M, if you want to like sure. it to yeah. that. The arch, uh, yeah. yeah. The you know that's that part just feels a little too long. So like when you're using it. the controller it's... to to move, it yeah. kind of just feels weird. Well, it's like typing um, on an ergonomic keyboard when you're not used to yeah, it. Yeah, right? exactly. You're, you're missing keys. Yeah, and, and you're just like, what's going I, on? I didn't here? feel that. Um, mm-hmm. But I also don't hold the controller the way I would convention. You're not pushing any other buttons in Flower except for whatever you want. Yeah, one button. Yeah, yeah. so I I typically hold it like more like a steering wheel than I'm actually playing like a. Yeah, no, game and I game. just felt like it was kind of goofy to hold okay. that way. Mind you, I played most of the Flower first game ridiculed through. on uh, yeah, the podcast Flower. Enough. Strangely yeah. enough, one of my favorites from yeah. from the PS3. Too bad, now yeah. one of the worst games. But it does look really really good. <laughs> sure on, does. Uh, yeah. on the PS4, the frame rate is crazy. All those P's, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sound shapes, same deal. I've I've beaten that game on the PS3, Vita, and now working Every way through it on the could, PS4 again. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. why not? Love that game. Um, yeah. Other than that, I uh, picked up Tearaway, mm-hmm. which is a Vita game. Nice segue there. Yeah. Fantastic game. Had no idea what I was really getting into. I'm like Media Molecule. Okay. They, you know, Little Big Planet. Uh, you know, Little Big Planet controls like a, a wet paper, you know, wet paper bag, but. Whimsical and and a good experience. Typically, usually a little frustrating. This is much more uh, something I enjoy. Uh, yeah. Pretty standard 3D platformer with just constantly throwing new ideas at you, utilizing the the Vita uh, in every way possible. But I'll touch upon more more of that later. Other than that, what the heck am I trying to work through? Pokemon is. X and Y, so, uh, yeah. uh, you know, working through it, Animal Crossing every once in a while. You know, Got too Kim, many things on I the think go. Kim beat that. She beat Animal Crossing? No, X and Y. I'm, <laughs> pretty, sure she, I'm pretty sure she beat X and Y. You're the greatest I suppose you, you, could, you could beat Animal Crossing by, like, paying off everything. Max like, out your bells. Every, yeah, everything. Yeah. But, no. I think that's defeating the purpose of the game. Yeah. I'll, if you're min-maxing like yeah. that, I mean, um, you're just bragging. Next Next episode of this podcast, we're going to do a kind of a game of the year thing. Uh, and oh, that being yeah. said, I'm trying to get through uh, some games that I've either let go of the wayside or have intended to play this year and just never did. Mm. Uh, something like Gone Home or uh, Papers, Please. I never actually finished a playthrough. Oh, man, I want to play that. game's freaking amazing. Uh, I really want to play that, actually. Yeah. Uh, other than that, oh, the Bioshock Infinite DLC I've I've downloaded waiting to play. And I, then heard I, keep that, getting... I heard that's like an hour long. Oh, yeah, like 45 minutes. Yeah. It's like an episode of Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> You know, whatever. I keep getting distracted by stupid stuff. It's like, oh, Soul Calibur 2 HD came out? And I'll play yeah. that for two and a half hours, and there goes, you know, two and a half hours um, I could have done I can actually there. speak to being distracted recently myself uh, in that, like, even just working on my own game, um, the biggest distraction for me right now is Facebook, which I don't know, like, normally, okay. like, yeah. <laughs> like it's Farmville like, or just No, fa- no, just like, just like, just like... 
I'll be sitting there like working on a character spread or something, and then it's like, uh, hmm, wonder what's on my Facebook feed right now. I'll just like refresh and like, oh, five new posts. So I like read them over, or, like look at yeah. them. And, and the thing is too is like I'm one of those people that if you're not posting things on Facebook that I find interesting. I just hide you, mm-hmm. which kind of, I guess, makes me sound you, like a And you have jerk. to do this, like, every like, new post you Well, no, I just, like, like, I just, you know, people who post stuff I don't yeah. care about, I just don't want to read Listen, it. Listen, video gamers, uh, I, I think the more hardcore the crowd, or the, I'll say the more jaded of the crowd, and you know who you are. You'll yeah. get home with these ideas of grandeur, like, tonight's the night, I'm going to beat this, we're going to play till 2 in the morning, uh, I'm going to get this done, it's going to be behind me, you know, man, going to mm. trade it in on Saturday. Whatever it's going to be, you get home. Uh, you know, pour yourself a soda or something like that and browse the internet for yeah. hours until you're like, well, might as well go to sleep because I have no will to play. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. – I feel like that kind of has been happening. Not necessarily with my – like my game and being distracted with Facebook is just like that's a bad habit is what that comes down to. Mm-hmm. It's just like I need to get off of that because I'm, I'm noticing my productivity just plummets every yeah. time I'm, I've I, got, I'm on I've it. got that weird – uh, you know, young adult problem where I'm just like, that's a game I want to buy. I, I have money. I'm a responsible yeah. adult and I buy it. Here we go. And then never finish anything. Yeah. And I'm wasting hundreds of dollars on these great games that yeah. I never sit down Well, and the other thing too is you don't even get to experience them as, yeah, it's as sad, they're intended. Really. Yeah. It's just, just start crying for the yeah. later half of this podcast. There it is. But we have news. Let's we learn do. what's coming out next for me to buy and never finish. <laughs> Wii U update prepares Miiverse for December 3DS debut. Uh, if you're, you don't have a Wii U, but no, but I do have a 3DS. You're familiar with the Wii Even though I vowed not to buy a 3DS, There's so some great games. I have there, no sir. spine. Yeah. Well, you got. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. This man has no dick. Yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem was the the siren song that brought oh, you over. Oh man, to Nintendo Fire Sony. Emblem. Don't even get me started because I won't shut up about that game. I yeah, love that. It's game. Fantastic. Yeah. Hear more about it on the game. <laughs> you might hear about Dude. it later too. Uh, so basically, Nintendo's homegrown social network Miiverse uh, has been updated with new aesthetics. Uh, options uh, in preparation for the imminent jump to the 3DS handheld. Three key changes have been employed in this update. Most crucially, the communities found in Miiverse can now be sorted according to the number of a uh, number of different criteria, such as Virtual Console or Wii U software. Uh, it's a mess. Uh, it looks nice, like nice and neat, mm-hmm. but it's like okay, now I'm going to try to find something specific. And good luck, buddy. Um, it, you know, down to their friends list and stuff is still not as robust as. Uh, you know, Microsoft or Sony's offerings, uh, you know, they're trying, you know, you don't need a friend code anymore. You just look up the person's name, like you should have been in the friggin' first place. Um, they did do the follower thing, uh, before Xbox did, uh, hmm. Xbox has the thing where you can friend someone and they don't have to friend you back and you're still able to see limited activities that they're doing. So if you know Tim Schafer's Xbox Live account or, you know, Jeff Gertzman's yeah. Xbox Live account, you can follow uh, them. You can follow them, see their activities, see what achievements they're doing. Uh, you know, their best times and games and point scores are shown as if they're a friend of yours when really they would have no idea who you are and they don't need to. Yeah. I think that's, that's neat. It's neat and stalkery, but yeah, like in the little, best possible way. It's a little way. weird. In the most flattering yeah, possible okay, way. I'm okay with that. Yeah. 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 Sure. Mm-hmm. Hit, hit, hit us up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nintendo has instituted changes to the Miiverse profile page and to communities themselves. Now, instead of seeing the total number of yas you've offered, like they're basically likes, mm-hmm. uh, other players' posts, you'll be, uh, find a number of indicating how many yas a post has received. Well, thank God. For that. Avoiding yeah. viewing posts and communities, blah, 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 blah. What you need to know is this is coming to the 3DS in December, so when you update and things look vastly different, uh, get ready. 
which is fine. The 3DS's interface UI is is fine, but I think having one that rhymes between the two. Also, I believe this includes the update where your 3DS account and your Wii U account, which is already tied together through Club Nintendo, will be able to share a wallet. Uh, nice. Which, if you're someone like me who got the Fire Emblem and uh, Shimigami Tensei Four uh, voucher, yeah. and put it on your 3DS the week before Earthbound came on the Wii U, and then you just bought Earthbound out of your own pocket and felt like an idiot, uh, this would be great to go back in time in the TARDIS or something and just let yourself know. It's like, hey, man, everything turns out okay. Hang on to that wallet. I don't, I don't yeah. understand that reference. I've never seen that show. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> I, I was literally watching bef- I know. right before I know the you podcast. Were. The only reason it's fresh. Um, Anyways, so there you go. Let's go over to Sony for some news. Uh, Sony announces the PS4 sales totaled uh, 2.1 million, uh, 700k in Europe and Aus- <laughs> Australasia. Fair enough. Which I didn't know it was a term until I, I know Eurasia. I didn't yeah. know Australasia. Well, interesting. Uh, and that's of course units moved, not units. You know when like when uh, Call of Duty Ghosts came out the next day, that you know they didn't do so hot. Uh, so they were like, yeah, one billion. One billion moved, man, and that was to retail, not to customers. Yeah, uh, that's know, how many they shipped to two stores. Yeah, fudging the numbers a little bit. Well, trying to, trying to make themselves seem cool. Next yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, so uh, this is the biggest console launch in the history of the UK. <laughs> Big gamers over there. Mm. Uh, this is the biggest console launch by far. Uh, the console launches in Japan on February twenty second. So we'll see how they stack up over there on the island. Uh, see how that all goes. So congratulations to Sony, mm-hmm, released mm-hmm. a successful product. Um, uh, we we were talking about this kind of yesterday that the whole reports of brick consoles and stuff is insanely overblown. Uh, yeah. I'd be very curious to see what the final uh, fail rate. You know what? On I'm actually having were. some uh, some issues with my oh, PS4. Oh, yeah, wow. like hardware issues, or are we talking I'm like not, issues I'm having? I'm not sure if it's a hardware related issue or if it's maybe just my setup in general because. Yeah. Uh, the issue that I'm actually having... Turn the thing on. There's no games. <laughs> kind of. Um, I'll, I'll turn it on. Like, I'll just... Yeah. The console be in standby mode. I go pick up my controller, hit the home button, yeah. and nothing. Like, it just... Like, it'll... And the the, contro- the The lo- controller light turns on. Yeah. just turns to blue, like player one. Okay, cool. It just stays black. And then the light on the console will turn white, like it's running, or blue, and like it's connected. It's gone. Like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, cool. Things are good. We're ready. TV, nothing. I had I'm that like, just I'm now. Like, well, that's when I, weird. That's and then happening. I have to restart my system, and it'll it'll work. Are you, are you not patient? Like, can you wait twenty seconds? Because nah, that's happened to me every I've time I turn like the thing five on. Five minutes, and it just yeah. no, just There's nothing. Problems. Okay, yeah. So I just turn it off and turn yeah. it back on. And yeah, it yeah, that's goes. probably good for yeah. it. Well, uh, I haven't messed with standby mode, but when I do fire it up from cold, it takes twenty minutes. Do you like turn it off? Turn it off, or you just do? I turn it off. Turn I go to I turn off PS4 option. Oh man, I don't play. Homie, don't play that. Well, I haven't played the PS4 in. The reason Since why the I don't do that is because it can't download anything while I'm at home. That's while okay. I'm not at home, what, what's going to have to download? Well, when I want patch for if I want to buy patch for Rezo Gun, something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just get on my little app and I just say, okay. "Hey, uh, PS4, download what's this up? game for me." Yeah. And PS4 goes, "All right, Rob." Why just do that from your Vita? Well, I don't have a Vita. Well, maybe that's your problem. There, that is a problem actually. One I, I intend <laughs> right. to Rectify. resolve. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Microsoft advises consumers against enabling dev mode on the Xbox One. I don't know if you saw this video that came out. Uh, it came out a couple days ago, basically showing you how to, through a series of button pushes in the Xbox menu, change your Xbox One into a dev kit. Which was 
sorry. Uh, that was something that, that you, they said you could do with every Xbox One system. They just didn't say it would be available at launch. Well, I think uh, the thing here with this in particular, uh, and we'll we'll talk more about it on the the indie indie thing when they reopened the ability to self-publish as an indie and they were going to send you two dev kits or whatever or like hey you own an xbox one you'll be able to start indie developing right now do it come on rob we want to see your game on the xbox one uh, uh no. so i think this was all put in place but not intended to be used no and that's the thing the bat, is i assume alternatively that... rushed uh, they didn't put in the update or didn't put in Who couldn't knows? change yeah uh, I mean, people who had Xbox Ones before release were saying it, it was updating, like, more than once a day, and there were lots of features on it that were, were said beta. There's still mm-hmm. a few that are like, hey, standby mode, boot into games real quick, beta. Um, cool. W- things that work really well, but apparently are not, you know, stable enough yeah. to be called just the thing. They're this beta. Yeah. There's one that, like, you're, like, Xbox on, and it automatically boots up your game and, and loads you, uh, which is really, really neat. It's a cool, cool thing mm-hmm. to have. Um but anyways, uh, Microsoft advises you not to turn your Xbox into a dev kit. But hey, if you want to mess around with your five hundred dollar uh, purchase there, uh, by all means, Google it. Uh, there's extensive videos on how to to do it. I don't know what you do once you've done it. I guess you basically have a debugged Xbox One. I don't know what I don't know what the end game is here, other than just yeah. being like, oh, well, how do you it? recover from it too? Right? Like, there's a, you can reverse it. Yeah, for now. Well, whatever. Yeah. Like, like, don't like. Just you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Let, though, just like, don't do just, it. Just come on. Let's hey, err on hey, the buddy. side of caution here. Yeah, something you should do. Buy the new humble bundle. Well, came out yesterday. I won't buy it. Okay. Well, uh, there's thanks, Jake, not that I think it's like that all the of humble, a dollar. <laughs> not that I think the humble bundle is uh, a bad thing or that it's a bad bundle. It's just there's nothing in it that I'm particularly interested in right now. This particular so. hum- humble bundle is called the humble jumbo bundle. Uh, yeah. If you are unfamiliar with the humble bundle, they are a charity organization i guess we'll call them yeah uh they they get together some different games and get developers on board and stuff like that and offer it as a package typically it's um, uh independent developers yes yeah you get steam codes with it as long as you pay over the average the average is typically between five and ten dollars sometimes and less the uh mm-hmm. the cool thing about the humble bundle is you donate any amount you want uh yeah. so if you're a cheap ass and want to donate six bucks and get a bunch of free games you can yeah. uh you know if you want to give 10 20 for usually a hundred dollars in games you're getting uh, by all means, do so, and you get yeah. to decide at that point what it all goes to. You yeah, decide if it goes to the developers, directly to the charity, or to the Humble Bundle folks themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, any amount. So this has become very popular in the last year. I've bought a few of them, I think. Uh, it's been to, going on for quite a while. Yeah, just to get the Steam keys, reaching. put it in your library. You don't have to download or anything, just to have. Uh, this particular one has Orcs Must Die 2, which I've heard good things about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serious Sam 3. Uh, I'm a fan of the first two games. haven't played that one, though. It's no Duke Nukem. I disagree. Uh, Gary's Mod, which I don't have, so <laughs> that made go. it worth it, I yeah. guess. There's tons of other games that boot through Gary's Mod. Uh, in addition to that, Magicka, plus the Vietnam D- DLC, Natural Selection 2, Sanctum 2. You also get the soundtracks for most of those games with it. So go support them, check it out, get some great games on the PC. Um, a lot of the indie games, the cool thing, of course, is you don't need a great rig to run these games. Most of them. No. Yeah. yeah. Walking Dead Season 2. Apparently coming sometime in December, overlapping with Telltale's other offering right now, which is the aforementioned Wolf Among Us, Mm -hmm. uh, based on Vertigo's Fable series of comic books, uh, which I'm a fan of. Uh, Season 2 is of Walking Dead Season 1 from Telltale. Fantastic. Whatever. Uh, I could be less excited about (laughs) returning to these characters. You couldn't be? I couldn't be less excited. I couldn't be more excited. 
Okay. I was going to say, you say couldn't be, I couldn't not, be less excited. It's like, I'm dreading let this. Let me rephrase <laughs> this. I'm not looking forward to this. Really? I'm not looking forward to Walking Dead Season 2. Why? It, they can only ruin it. You think so? I. They should have gone with, much like we did the 400 Days thing, go with a completely different group of survivors. I actually haven't played through Try a different angle. They can, they've proved they can write a game. Yeah. Uh, write, give us another experience that we'll care about. Well, it wasn't as, without it. It's issues that game though. The, sure. the first main, main character's episodes. name is Lee, so right there, game of the year material. Uh, Not too many Lees. Let's, I would argue that the main character's name is Clementine. Actually, okay, okay. Ooh. Ooh. Clementine I mean, returns in season yeah, two because, yeah. of course. Well, um, if you played the end of season one, we won't spoil it for you, but uh, there's there's some things going on there that you you pretty much know she's going to come back. So, oh sure. Yeah. Well, now it's confirmed. It's not. It's, yeah, it's not, uh, a, not a surprise to see her in this. Walking game. Dead, of course, basically an evolution of the click and point and click adventure, um, with you dictating a lot of how the story goes. With mm-hmm. some characters dying immediately in the game, some surviving right till the end, depending on your choices. Uh, we we learned that Omid was his name. Omid. 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 Yeah. Uh, is returning. Spoilers. Uh, he oh, man, was. We got to work on spoilers. I think from like going forward, I yeah. think what we should do for spoilers. Spoiler. Can, you know, it's not too late. Spoilers, and this then isn't five going second live. beat. I can, like, put, I can put, like, spoiler incoming, and then bam. Yeah, that's what we should do. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry to cut you uh, off. So, yeah, you're looking forward to Walking Dead Season 2? Uh, you know, I Find am. Season Pass, are you? Uh, I don't know if I'll get the season. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Is It's coming PS3 only? I don't know. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. I would assume PS3. Based on the, It'll probably continue off your save. Based so. on the, um, what do you call it? The type of game it is, I recommend the PC version. But if you have to play yeah, on PS3, I, I, well, Xbox I played it initially. Vita, um, I'm, sure, I'm assuming mm-hmm. Wii U, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Um, cool stuff. I, like, I, there's no reason those games aren't being released on the PS4 and Xbox One, but they have to be recategorized or whatever, right? So, yeah, uh, whatever. First batch of self-publishing Xbox One developers include Double Fine and Crytek. Uh, we have the full list here. It's not a fully comprehensive list, but of course, um, uh, what was it? It was July. Yeah, it was it was as late as July 2013 this year uh, when Xbox One was first announced. Uh, Microsoft made it very clear that indies cannot self-publish, yeah. which was one of the big, not the only reason, but one of the big first pushes where everybody was just like, "Well, Sony's the place to be because that's where a lot of the most interesting games are going to be at this point." And Xbox is going to screw over the indie as you know, somewhat they have been this generation. What with the controversy regarding the Fez update uh, and and some. Stuff like that. Um, included, I guess we'll say, uh, developers that are bringing games to the Xbox One. Um, uh, what are they calling it? It's called ID at Xbox. In, I guess Indie at Xbox yeah. is what they're going for. Um, a, lot of these pro- a lot of these games will be starting early 2014. Uh, developers such as Behavior, Bongfish, Born Ready, KP Comce- uh, Comcept, Crytek, Definition 6, uh, Demiurge. Double Eleven, Double Fine, Drinkbox, Gaijin Games, Half Brick Studios, Happy On Labs. It goes on and on. Double Fine, of course, is a notable one there. Uh, Zen Studios is probably bringing their damn pinball game to it. Oh, absolutely. It's coming out on uh, PS4 next week or something like that because we can't. Which one? Can't get enough. Star Wars or which pinball game? Oh, I'm, just, just I'm assuming Zen, Zen pinball? pinball 2 and then right. you download the. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Way Forward making a game on there. Uh, one of the more notable ones would be Double Eleven, who recently did the Little Big Planet uh, Vita game. Kind of hmm. interesting to think about. Um, Concept, of course, Soul Sacrifice, Mighty Number no. 9 would be Kijin Ifune's uh, effort. Mighty Number no. 9 is coming out for everything, of course, which is their spiritual successor to Mega Man at this yep. point. Available on everything. Washing machines, microwaves, 
And even the Wii U. Yeah. Uh, so cool stuff. I don't know. I like indie games. Sure. Iron Galaxy mm-hmm. announced that Dive Kick's coming to the PS4 and Xbox One. I don't know if you've played Dive Kick. I haven't played it, but Fantastic it Fantastic party game. Yeah. yeah. Looks uh, pretty cool. Uh, Nicalis, who did Cave Story and VVVV, doing a game. So lots of cool stuff going on there. I don't know. Sure. Why not? Cool. Yeah. You get an Xbox? <laughs> no. Speaking of Xbox, Peggle 2 finally gets finally. that price and release date. There, there we, we go. go. Uh, you know, get your mother, bring her into the room. She's want to know about this. Downloadable sequel to Peggle uh, is available December 9th next week for 12 bucks. Why not? Wow. Why not? 12 bucks. I got eh? 12 bucks sitting I'm, on the old Xbox. You know Xbox what? Account. I think that, like, uh, like a good length, like, game, like, indie game. What's a good length, Rob? For indie game, yeah. I would say probably between six to uh, six to 12 hours. I would mm-hmm. pay roughly a dollar an hour for the game that. I believe, much like uh, Plants vs. Zombies 2, this will be bringing some kind of pay-to-play. Not pay-to-play, but uh, a premium service feature to it, much like Angry Birds has done. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, pay $100 and win the game. Uh, which I don't get for this particular kind of game, because it's like a game of chance, and like, if you if you need to buy something extra to help you enjoy the game, you the game might not be for you. I don't know... What I'm saying, there's people who download uh, like slot machine apps for the iPad and have a great time playing that, and those have like pay-to-pay things. It's like, hey, buy some more credits with yeah, real-life money. I'm like, exactly. You, could you more not have gotten it? What's going on here? Well, you know what? Some people get a free game and they want to, you know, they have so much fun with it. They're like, you know what? Maybe if I give these guys some money, they'll they'll in the future, maybe a, a year in the future, or something, they'll make another one. <laughs> okay. Who knows? There you go. Pay yeah. go. Coming. Coming near you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV and Realm Reborn will officially launch on the PS4 as of April 2014. Also known as the time I will April. try that game. Yeah, oh, April yeah, that's year. the official yeah. launch. Sorry, yeah. I, th- I thought you were talking about the beta, which which is uh, February 22nd, 2014. So if you which have a PS4, comes out in Japan. if you have a PS4 and you have um, a Final, Final Fantasy XIV account, account already, yeah. you should be eligible to get in on the beta. Of course, you and I both have... Uh, those things, of course. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I, you know what? I've been taking quite the breather from that game. I actually haven't even quite renewed, the breather, renewed my subscription yet. Oh, I canceled mine. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, you can always get your character back. Yeah, so they're not going anywhere. No, the your Square Enix account stays with you for. Mm-hmm. For a while. I can't quit you. <laughs> yeah. Basically, things we're going for. The journalist. The novelist, sorry. Uh, Juggles career and family on December 10th. Uh, Steam Greenlight winner, The Novelist, will launch on Steam uh, coming up next week. It's going to be 15 bucks. After that, it's going to go up to 20 So if you're interested in it, grab it, take a look at it. Uh, the Novelist, you play as a ghost inhabiting the summer home of family. The patriarch, Dan Kaplan, uh, is currently juggling the needs of his wife and son while attempting to finish the book of his career. While watching the family, you learn about them, relive their memories, and try to help them out while staying out of sight. So basically, you play Aiden from Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> you know what? That was a game that I really wish that I I wanted. Like I, I, Looking at Beyond Two Souls, I was like, yes, I can't wait. And then I played the demo, and I was like... It's like playing Heavy Rain, but with a ghost in the room. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just was like, you know what? That's it. I'm out. $5 for a two-cent Pulhoon? Exactly. Uh, I like Beyond Two Souls. I, I thought, haven't played enough of it to As really... a $60 experience? Well, no. no. And that's... I felt like I'm <laughs> yeah. like... I've already done this. Yeah. And I've... And honestly, there's I feel like... There's content there. I feel like... I kept thinking I was getting near the end of it. And it, in the end, I think it's a good seven hours, honestly. Well, what... I think what it... What it 
really kind of got me was okay indigo prophecy is very much kind of like an off the walls type of thing right sure um what was the last one uh heavy rain sorry yeah, just uh, mentioned yeah it. <laughs> geez um heavy rain actually i think the thing that i like the most about heavy rain is that for all of its you know the the plot holes and and you know red herrings in the story um it's it was so grounded in uh in real life so to speak uh and then you have beyond two souls which is very it's kind of you know crazy and it's you got a ghost helping mm-hmm. you out and i was like oh, man like i just can't i want the like gritty like g- like psychopath story again i don't want this uh ghost tale so yes okay i don't know that's kind of how i felt about it and that turned me off of the game so mm. maybe i'll maybe i'll try it one night i'll get really drunk and <laughs> <laughs> seven hours yeah seven, seven hours hour drunk. i liked it i liked beyond two souls <laughs> i thought it was fine it has its cool. problems. Not not for everybody, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'll understand, I understand that. It's not my yeah. game of the year or anything, but it was fine. That's your game Much of the year. Much better than Heavy Rain. I felt I enjoyed it more than Heavy Rain. Really? I thought Heavy Rain was very goofy. By yeah, the end there of are it. parts of it. For uh, sure. More frustrating than uh, Mike Haynes platinum trophied that game. He did. Yeah. I actually watched him <laughs> do it too. Well, most Why? of it. Why? <laughs> um, the Whatever. game's got really depressing endings, by the way. So like, if you ever go back and just depressing wanna... or funny, if you're going for that. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's it's like what very happens if he just doesn't do like what happens if I get him to the end of the game and he doesn't save his son? I think son? that you're a sociopath. You Maybe know that? I think a little bit. True. Yeah. We all got a little Scott Shelby in us. <laughs> um, and I'm not putting a spoiler tag on that because that game is like six years old at this point. Uh, anyways, <laughs> meters charged, Rob. It's time for the uh, active time conversation. It is. <laughs> Rob, we'll start with you. All right. Uh, I guess I'll, 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 I'm going to attack first. Go for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attack Capcom, uh, both Japan and USA, for their lack, their lack of Mega Man in this side of 2010. Uh, I feel like, you know, we've, we've gotten little tidbits of Mega Man dropped. You know, Dead Rising uh, 3, Dead Rising 2. Um, there were, there was always these little nods to it. You know, we had Mega Man Universe that was supposed to happen, or Rockman Universe, that it was going to be called. That got canceled. Keiji Inafune, obviously, gone from Capcom, let go, uh, doing Mighty Number no. 9, which is very much a Mega Man game, but it's not quite Mega Man. Like, it's, there's just, like... Not in name, otherwise. No, but <laughs> in spirit and, uh, and, you know, gameplay and everything, it's going to be Mega Man, but it's still not Mega Man. And you know what? As for all my my griping about how it's not Mega Man anymore, I don't think that now. I think it's so it's too far gone now. I think the Capcom messed it up. I think that they can't make a new Mega Man game and say you know like here's here's Mega Man. You guys want Mega Man? Here you go because everyone's like, no, we, we know. know what you've done. We know, and that's it. You you got rid of KG. We whisper. <laughs> you will say, here's another Mega Man game, and I will whisper, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that's pretty much my gripe with them. You know, I just I can't, I really cannot stand the fact that they are so, uh, you know, bold, bold, or just like stubborn that they they're not gonna listen to the outcry of their fans. And mm. there's so many people Money that wanted to see a Mega Man Legends three or yeah. uh, would have been know. huge on the 3ds. Oh, huge, man, that would have been crazy. I wouldn't have played it, but huge. <laughs> Screw Volnut, he's the worst. Oh man, I yeah. love those games. That's my attack. Volnut Mega Man, what a loser. No. My attack goes to Sony. 
specifically. Mm. Sony has really the only other AAA release before the end of the year, and that's Gran Turismo 6. And it's coming out on the PlayStation 3. Why? Uh, I understand they have Drive Club, which is intended to be a launch game, but will be delayed until the Japanese launch. I believe... Uh, that Gran Turismo 6 should have been a multi-plat game. I understand that they're optimizing it for the PS3, and I'm sure the game will look fantastic and play fantastic on the PS3 as it is the end of the console, and that's when developers really know it uh, thoroughly. I'm happy with Sony that they were able to release Gran Turismo 6 without releasing a demo uh, you know, three huh. years earlier, yeah. Gran Turismo 6 prologue. Uh, but just Sony in general, their lack of games through March... Of next year for the PS4, uh, aside from some digital releases, is kind of scary. Um, there, you know, there's huge, huge potential in the system. Lots of people flocking to it, buying it. It's sold out. They released some on Amazon yesterday, and they're bought up right away. Uh, but aside from their their first party offerings like Knack, um, you know, Killzone, kill uh, you really have to wait till the Japanese launch to get a little something more, and then after that with Infamous and stuff like that. And if you know, you really aren't super excited for Infamous or Drive Club. What do you have to look forward to on this system? Uh, that is my attack. Rob, back to you. My next action will be an attack on Square Enix. Uh, as much as I love that company, grew up playing Final Fantasy, obviously our our site is a little bit based on their uh, their theme uh, that, they've, that they've used. <laughs> um, you know, I would I really dislike the fact that in pretty much every Final Fantasy game or every Square Enix game in general that's come out, aside from uh, Tomb Raider, if you want to consider that a, a Square Enix title. Which was fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, fantastic. was great, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but aside from that, in all their games, they have to have this like one mechanic in the game that you're just like, who thought of this? Why I'll point out recent examples. Sure. Uh, look at Kingdom Hearts. Sure. Okay? Any of those games, whether you like them or hate them, transitioning, you go from one planet to another planet or one world to another world, you're in a ship called the Gummy Ship, which you have to build. Mm-hmm. Like Lego. Like, what? Like why? Are we why going all the way back to like the original Kingdom sure. Hearts in, this one? And it's in Kingdom I always, Hearts. Like, I never minded it, but I thought it was really weird. I'm yeah, like, exactly. Did, they, did someone on the dev team really let's like Star look, Fox let's Adventures? Let's take a look at a different game. Sure. Okay? Let's look let's at do that. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core for the PSP. Sure. Okay? Basically, Kingdom why Hearts do you have, Zach. Why do you have a slot system in your battle? Why do I have to play slots when I'm battling in an in a action yeah. sequence? It just it feels weird. I overleveled my character too much in that oh, game didn't and anymore, just right? was yeah. laughing. I would just yeah. keep tapping the attack button and just I win. played that game twice through. I actually beat I played like, that game drunk. I beat <laughs> I, I, I killed do. Minerva, which is like the the like optional boss on like mm-hmm. the hardest difficulty. That took forever, but it was it was fun. Uh I just still don't like the fact there was a slot machine mechanic in it. Um you know, other games obviously Bring a little uh, randomness into your <laughs> yeah, um, was actually a fine game. It was okay. Story not was. It was okay. Um, King, going back to Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, uh, sure. Pick on that. Chain of Memories. Sure. Why do you have to have cards in an action? Because uh, they that was originally on the Game Boy Advance, so there's no cares? way they were gonna. They could have just done a straight platformer, which yeah, I don't know why, why they friggin' didn't. They could have still done a 3D like. If we want to talk about Kingdom Hearts, talk about the bigger issue at hand is that they release each game for a different friggin' console. Oh man. And not even yeah. sticking brand specific. It's not like, well, Nintendo consoles have Kingdom Hearts. So, no. You have to yeah. have a PS2, then a Game Boy Advance. Oh, then at some point you're going to need a PSP, mm-hmm. friggin' 3DS. You have to basically own all the consoles to enjoy that let's, series. Let's take a look at Final Fantasy XII. Okay. 
It's not even Final Fantasy. You can just sit back and let the controller... You don't even have to touch the controller. You can just walk into a battle, put your controller down, and if you... Let's not throw stones at Final Fantasy XII in a world of Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> if you put your controller down, you have your gambit set up and all your characters, the game plays itself. Final Fantasy thirteen. let's take a look at that. The story, the the lack of a world map, the lack the, of characters, the, the <laughs> lack of character development for the majority of the characters, the fact that in the English version you have version, uh, in the English version you have the Seath, the CF, and the Lassie. Who came up with that? And why does it have to be so confusing? Who are you talking? What's the Seath? What's the CF? What's the Lassie? What's the Falsie? What's why the, do I care? Exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, give me. Something yeah. to care about. Give me Titus crying about his dad. Yeah, and yeah. laughing with Yuna. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. All right. Well, if anyway. they redub that in the HD remake, oh, I will send them a riot. Letter. I will send them a letter, a like written in the letter, mail. yeah, a, written a letter. snail mail letter. Yeah, that's get you get there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, cool. that's all I got. Uh, that all that aside, they do have some classics that I hold dear, near and dear to my heart. So okay, I'm changing mine up. Let's. Hear I it. thought I knew what was next, but I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go with magic. And I'm going to give Nintendo some love. But it's also semi-an attack. It's a magic attack. Let's call it that. (laughs) Uh, Nintendo saw fit to release three of their first-party games on the same day. Furthermore, they released them on the release of the Xbox One in North America. Uh... This is really stupid of them. Uh, for two, well, Let's start with just the Nintendo thing. Now, Square Enix is guilty of doing this back in the 90s on the PS1 where they had their summer of RPGs. They released Threads of Fate, Legend of Mana, and Chrono Cross within the same month. What happened? By the end of the month, no one bought one of those games because, honestly, people were out of money. Games were 60 to 100 bucks. Same thing's going to happen on this Friday. You like Nintendo games? You know, you'd be kind of starved for Mario and Zelda, which you're getting these two AAA properties on this day. This is really just turning into a strict attack. Uh, you know, don't release them on the same day. No one's going to be able to afford all three of them. The odd man out in this case is going to be Mario Party, obviously. Uh, furthermore, hardcore gamers are probably lined up for maybe the Xbox on that day or buying something from the PS4 that was released the previous week. There was no reason, Nintendo, that you couldn't have staggered these releases and or gone with a Sunday release as you are known to do. There is, There would have been nothing wrong with that uh, from the magic portion of this. Fantastic games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Super Mario 3D World is amazing. Uh, a lot of people are griping about the multiplayer. I think this is the first M- Mario with multiplayer, aside from you know the side scroller, the side scroller ones, which I find are almost unplayable with multiplayer. This one, you got more space to work with. You know, as long as you're not playing with a bunch of dicks, uh, it is a lot of fun to play multiplayer. A lot of the worlds, the music is phenomenal. Uh, as it's, usual, it's basically Mario 64, Sunshine, or Galaxy with multiplayer. Uh, and and worlds inspired by, I want to say Mario's history, but inspired by, you know, there's an ice world, there's the sand world. Yeah. We've never quite seen that in, on this scale in a Mario game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fantastic. Zelda uh, is really playing on the nostalgia of Zelda fans, of course, but which Zelda game released in the past 10 years hasn't done that. Uh, it's fantastic. The music is bang on. Uh, Mario Party, guess what? Didn't play it because I already picked up two Nintendo games that day. I'm uh, thus emphasizing your point further. Great offerings. This holiday, mm-hmm. as far as current gen is concerned, when I say current gen, I mean Wii U, Xbox One, and PS4. Nintendo has the best lineup. Funny, you how, know that, something? funny how that turned out. I actually really <laughs> don't like Zelda games. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to admit that right okay, now. Okay, well, there goes all of our listenership. Yep. 
I'll eat a gray. <laughs> well, you're on the bandwagon, right? You like Zelda. You're down with Zelda. Uh, I haven't really enjoyed a Zelda since maybe Wind Waker. Didn't you say that Majora's Mask is your favorite Majora's Zelda? Majora's Mask is my favorite Zelda as well as one of my favorite games of all time. Only because definitely now everyone who is listening only, is... And I have the asterisk of only because Ocarina of Time is as good a game as it is. So the, but Majora's the, Mask is the, working on a deeper is, level. is what yeah. makes... It's like the... Majora's Mask transcends a Zelda game, I think, for me. I you know I like Zelda games, but this is working with a lot of concepts and deep and kind of really dark stuff. Like when Twilight Princess came out, and people were like, "Finally, a gritty Zelda it's game for my generation." Zelda. When, can, when Nintendo had this <laughs> had this weird skewed vision that like you know all of our fans are growing up, we mm-hmm. should start releasing games for adults. Nintendo, you can't you can't make games yeah. for no. I don't want to say I don't want to say adults, but I don't. I, you can't make games that appeal only to that. You need to, you know, keep stay the course. Bro. Well, you can. No, you, and they're called, you can. They're called and they're called garbage. Well, uh, I don't know about that. Twilight Princess. I was not a fan of Skyward Sword. Saying, once you have an adult widower Link <laughs> or whatever he is in Twilight Princess, like he's just the old man that that farms goats in that game. Well, Uninterested. I started playing Zelda when I was a kid, as many people did, and it was a ten year old on this crazy adventure. We has to kill an evil sorceress and. I mean, you stab him in the face and like sorcerer, sorcerer, sorceress. Yeah. In some cases, vaddy and etc. Uh, you know that that's what appeals to me about Zelda is this sense of wonder and like this this magical world. And Zelda at its core is based on you know the imaginary of ima- imaginary, <laughs> the imagination of a young kid doing something as simple as wandering around the beach with a stick and what they might see in their mind, which is mm-hmm. what Miyamoto's version of the original Zelda was. And we have far gone away from that. Oh, uh, this game, kind of playing on the nostalgia of Link to the Past, gets a pass based on the fact that they're just basically emulating what has worked in the past. And unfortunately, because we've been so starved for a, a, you know, a really solid Zelda, this it gets the pass, man. I don't know. It's fine. It's good. That music's there. Zelda. Anyway, back to you, buddy. Uh, for my final action this this week, this podcast, okay. I will choose magic. Uh, the my, gathering? <laughs> no. My, <laughs> okay. my magic will be uh, all praise uh, for a, a particular game mechanic that's been in a few games recently. Uh, also, definitely going back. Um, the mechanic is permadeath. It mm-hmm. it really uh, I feel like permadeath is is a mechanic that's vastly vastly undervalued uh, pretty much by anybody who who plays games mm-hmm. in that it really makes you a lot more cautious with your characters. Dead Rising Three is permadeath. There you go. If you you get your uh, roster of survivors and if they die, they're not coming back, it, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry. Same thing with you know XCOM recently. Yeah. Fire um, Emblem. Yeah. I, I mean XCOM as a series has always had permadeath. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, aside from maybe the Bureau, even then I don't think that's all. Dark Souls Two is missing. Permadeath. Guess what? You die. You different. <laughs> yeah. Remake your character, um, buddy. Rogue Galaxy as well has permadeath. Does it not? Yeah. Well, um, sort of. To a degree. Yeah. You inherit your like. You say Rogue Galaxy? Rogue Rogue Legacy. Legacy. (laughs) I'm like, that PS2 RPG? I actually like Rogue Galaxy. But in any case, um, yeah, it's like Star Wars. But going back to Permadeath... uh, That doesn't mean quality anymore. You can't say it's like Star Wars and be like, oh! No, the story is kind of like original trilogy. Well, anyway. Uh, (laughs) I know. So... The big one for me, though, this year was obviously uh, Fire Emblem. Um, it gave you the option to play without permadeath. It did. And Anyone I, I heard who was oh, playing man. that way, I was just like, you are a blight on yeah, the face of you life. You are a coward. 
And that's <laughs> <laughs> you shame them in public. Yeah. This man's a coward. Man, that game too, because like you could have the building of relationships, and oh, like you can get mar- you can marry your characters together. Yeah, and then you know someone hits the dirt, and it's Ooh, suddenly kind of a bigger over. deal. Yeah, yeah. The one thing that I really that is kind of the uh, the the sad part of permadeath is that. In a lot of cases, the dark it's side really, it's, yeah, it, it's not even a darkness that permadeath itself is responsible for yeah. so much as Mass the player. Effect, I guess we could have said that. It's the player who is responsible for the permadeath. Yeah. Uh, in that, or, or, or not, on you, is man. what I mean. Because yeah. if you, a lot of people who I know will play a game like Fire Emblem or XCOM, and they'll be like, oh, character died, reset. Mm-hmm. Like, don't save, reset the game. And it's like, you're not being true to yourself at that point, you know? And that, what does that say about you as a person? Well, see, I'm guilty of that, but... I've done it before. If I go through a level that's particularly (laughs) difficult, Mm -hmm. and I scrape through with losing one character or something like that, that, I'll keep going. It's when you do the wipeout or, you know, a game mechanic is introduced and you mess up. You're just like, ah, mulligan. Yeah. Uh, But, like, when I played uh, Shadow Dragon on the DS on the last level, uh, almost everybody was wiped out. Uh, I had you had to get Marth to like, like in the middle chamber with a throne or something like that. So I took him and like his love interest in the game, and the two of them made their way to the middle. I had this like general like trudging all the way. Meanwhile, all these reinforcements came in and struck almost my entire army down. I was left with maybe five people on the field and got them to that throne and finished the game. So after the game, they do like the well, where are they now? Yeah, and it was like deceased, 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 Ooh. living a nice life, and then a deceased, yeah. deceased. And I'm like, yeah, soldiers. exactly. Yeah. But I mean that. It I made think the that, ending where Marth is all happy yeah. kind of weird. <laughs> well, but, uh, you know what? I think that per, the the one thing to say about permadeath is that it just makes you a little bit more cautious, and it really emphasizes mm. the decisions that you make in a strategy yeah, game, like Nuzlocking Pokemon. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And you're just like, well, you get really attached to your characters a lot more easily if you if you think you put the time into if really being, being careful with <laughs> yeah. your characters. But in any case, that's uh, that's it for, sure. our, for mine. My final one is an attack, and it's going directly towards publishers uh, on the next-gen console, specifically Sony uh, on, on the PlayStation 4, and specifically EA for uh, basically releasing a broken game in some cases. Uh, Battlefield 4 is having problems across all platforms, namely the PS4, where, as you just saw before the podcast... Uh, I have plenty of games to play. I'm not too concerned about this, but I did the PS3 upgrade of Battlefield 4, uh, and I've been hit with the install glitch, where the game is supposed yeah. to install from the disc, but for one reason or another, just takes forever. Uh, I've left the thing on for 48 hours before and had it maybe go up 10%. I've mm-hmm. had the thing on for five minutes and had it go up five. Uh, so I don't know what I don't know what's going on. They've apparently delayed the patch. It says the China Lake DLC is like, hey, come check it out. No, delayed... Uh, the game is unplayable past the first level of campaign for me. And I, I'm just saying, I got other things to play. I, so I'm like, I'm mad about it. But ultimately, you know, you can I, be I'm patient. patient. Yeah. But there are people who bought a PS4 yeah, and, and the only game maybe have. only have Battlefield 4 in another game or are doing the upgrade and stuff like that. Uh, and as far as I know, EA is getting a pass on this. Um, well, the question is who's responsible for it? Is it DICE or is it EA? Wh- whomever it is... Can just, very quiet. Suck it. <laughs> can just suck it. Uh, no, but this is this is a serious problem, and it's yeah. it's not like it's been it's going on three weeks now mm-hmm. that this game is unplayable. I cannot play Battlefield Four unless I leave my console on uh, like for a week. I guess at this point, presumably. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Assassin's Creed Four having the same issues with uh, UPlay connectivity. Of course, the game is mostly playable. Otherwise, 
but you know their online connectivity with their stupid Uplay thing, uh, which you may have earned a bunch of rewards on, is not working. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Straight yeah. up. What does Ubisoft have to say about it? Nothing. It's just, yeah. it's just broken. Fix it. Whatever. Fix it. Uh, yeah. Just in general. There, that I Well, I just broke this little girl's arm off. <laughs> That's out of context. It's going to sound amazing. Uh, I can't. I can't think of any other specific examples. I know there are some, but EA and Battlefield Four is a huge, huge yeah. one that needs to be addressed, and I'm calling them out on it. That concludes the active time conversation. Yeah, right into the key item. This week for the key item for episode zero, uh, we have something, I guess, near and dear to both of our hearts. Uh, I, yeah. Something that maybe the aesthetic look of the podcast website and, uh, and et cetera is based on, <laughs> which is Final Fantasy 2. In Super America. Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also not known that, as Final Fantasy 4. Not actual Final Fantasy 2. No, come that, on. That piece yeah. of garbage. <laughs> uh, um, I didn't actually ever play Final Fantasy 2. Uh, my first exposure, yeah, my first exposure to Final Fantasy 2 or 4, I guess we'll call it, was the PS1. Really? With loading screens (laughs) and and cutscenes. Wow. Um, Uh, you know what? I, Final Fantasy 4, uh, let's quickly just go over it. The story takes place, uh, you are, you play the role of Cecil or Cecil, depending on your pronunciation. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're from Reboot or not. Yeah. Um, so Cecil goes into the... Uh, he, he's tasked by the king of his kingdom, yeah. uh, Baron. Yeah. Uh, he's tasked to take his knights uh, and his airships, the the Red Wings, as they're yeah. referred to, and to go and collect these crystals. Mm-hmm. And he goes around collecting them, and in the process, he he's a dark knight. Like, he's yeah. a badass. You he's don't not mess a good around guy. with this guy. He's no. basically Darth Vader. He's, well, yeah, he's just yeah. told to do it, and he just... Blindly obeys. Yep. So, so he goes and collects these crystals, uh, and he, he's having some uh, he's having some second thoughts. Uh, he mm-hmm. kind of double guesses the king. Has a conversation about a, it with Rosa, his yeah, uh, the love interest, the, the love uh, interest, and also this is actually the first Final Fantasy game uh, that has a very important love story in, running in the background. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that's the poll. No, it is. Very yeah. much so. Uh, sure. Uh, his friend Kane, who's a dragoon. Best friend. Uh, best friend Kane. Yeah. Uh, after he kind of brings his, his concerns to the attention of the king, he's tasked with taking a bomb ring uh, to this town. Uh, what's the town's name? It's just a package, actually. It's okay, he doesn't know a, what it is. Yeah, it's a hidden town in a, a valley of mist. Yeah, so you, you you know you take your little trip through the uh, the cave, cave. you find a mist dragon. Yeah. Uh, you get to the town and you burn it to the ground, unbeknownst yeah. to you, by unleashing this bomb ring which was in the package mm-hmm. uh, on the town. Bad news, indeed. Uh, this is basically uh, his his departure from his. You got to change your evil ways. Yeah, he kind of uh, understands now that yeah. he's messed up. Uh, he's been more or less betrayed by his own king in that mm-hmm. you know he was being disobedient, so the king was like, well. Go take this package to the mist, Go murder some people. You know, town, yeah. and that's that. And the king, you know, kind of can wipe his hands clean of it. Like, oh, yep. there goes Cecil. He blew up in the town. Um, <laughs> anyway, you embark on this long uh, journey, um, yep. you know, in which you... Of redemption. Uh, yeah, you redeem yourself. Tella, the sage. You got Yang, the Yang, monk. The, the monk. You got ninja. Rydia, the summoner. You have goes Edward, away and Edward the Spoony Bard. <laughs> the Spoony Bard, of course. Yeah. You got the um, twins. Pit, what is it? Palm and Porum. Sure. Yeah. A lot of, there's a lot of sacrifice in this game, but they always yeah. it always comes around. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know what? Um, get a badass ninja. There's so many things about that game that I just like look back on, and I'm just like, yeah, 
that game yeah. is sweet. Like, uh, the, you know, just like some of the goofy stuff. Like, the, obviously, the most popular thing that came out of it pretty much is the Spoonie Bard, uh, you know, <laughs> sure. phrase. <Mean. laughs> um, you know, another big thing that I really liked was that, like, half of the, like, they couldn't fit very many characters into the character names or into the uh, mm. into the names of items and spells. So you'd always get, like, goofy things like Medio instead of Meteor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, stuff like that for spells or, like, Lightning was Lit 1 or, yeah. like, Lit 2, Lit 3. Um, you know, just goofy stuff like that. I kind of just look back and just like, oh man, how, how amusing. But there were some really interesting, you know, bosses in that game. Mm. Uh, there was, uh, it was the first. You fight to, like the four elementals or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It will, uh, it was one of the first games that I'd ever played actually, in which the main character drastically changes, uh, in this case from a, you know, an anti-hero to very mm. much just like the epitome of the shining white knight in that he becomes a paladin um he fights himself in a cave yeah he has a, <laughs> a battle with himself and then he ends up learning he is from the moon and well, has know, an evil let's brother, not go but, into the last yeah, uh the last couple hours of any final fantasy like we can talk about <laughs> final fantasy 8 and then just you know at the end of it we're like well in the end there's a time paradox no yeah you, you don't i don't wanna, get it they were dancing yeah. in a ballroom and then oh oh god yeah. um no you know what final fantasy and then cloud and sephiroth are in a dark room and sephiroth's shirt's <laughs> off and i don't know what's going on uh in final fantasy 4 one of the other great things is the lunar whale uh, sure. Which is an airship that you One get the, later the coolest on. Coolest vehicle later on in the, in the game. Yeah. yeah, it's this big, goofy-looking airship that you, it doesn't even look like a whale. I don't know why it's called yeah. the lunar whale. But as I mentioned earlier, growing up with the Genesis, I didn't play a lot of JRPGs. Mm. Uh, like I didn't play Fantasy Star back in the day. Or anything you were like just that. A, all about so, that Toe Jam and Fa- Earl. Yeah, Final Fantasy. <laughs> Two or four, uh, as part of the Chronicles collection on the PS1, was one of the first yeah. 16-bit RPGs I played to completion. Mm-hmm. Before Mario and the Seven Stars, before Chrono Trigger, before any of those games, I played Final Fantasy II. It's one of the first yeah. ones I played. And I'm like, oh, neat. It's basically like when I played eight on the PC, uh, except, you know, six It's, it's not as, as slow-moving. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, I know a lot of people hold six or Super Nintendo three yeah. very dear to their hearts. I'll take two any day, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I'm very similar in that. Yeah, six is great. I really like the mechanics of six a lot more than I like the mechanics of four. Mm-hmm. But uh, my my obvious, uh, you know, so it was the first Final Fantasy I beat uh, from start to finish as a kid. And... I think that it it wouldn't have been the game it was if not for the last battle of the game. I think that really just kind of was the nail in the coffin for me. Nail in the coffin? Yeah. Way to do it. Uh, then, of course, we had the GBA version, which had the original difficulty of the Japanese version. Uh, I want to say that it did. Um, and, of course, it was the after years, uh, but we won't talk about that. Well, I have <laughs> the complete collection of Final well, Fantasy IV. I have – I finished the – the intermission as it's i can't remember what it's called but it's like between it's like between years yeah <laughs> why not go to the lobby and pick up some milk yeah, that's nice all go to the lobby um no and then there's the after years part which i'm just like whoo i don't know about this because it really just kind of it's pandering to just like yeah you want to know what happens to your characters well i think that's more or less happen. just the square enix's way of operating nowadays anyway so um, yeah, they they took a lot of what was amazing about Final Fantasy VII away by elaborating on the story at either end of it. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I we we have a whole podcast where we sit down and try to actually run like try to discuss what happened in Final Fantasy VII. Now knowing what they say happened before and afterwards, uh, and it's it's not pretty. Anyways, 
Final Fantasy will be something brought up, of course, probably regularly. We'll do a process. separate podcast eventually just on Final Fantasy. That's no, what we no. should do. No, uh, we should never no, do no, that. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. Final Fantasy just, it's like Simpsons now to me. I'm like, ah, memories. And then I, it, as my brain catches up with me, yeah, uh, I'm like, like, oh, jeez. Oh, memories. Not, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that has been the first TBA podcast, Turn Based Attack. Uh, look for this, like I said, every two weeks. Yeah, that's it, buddy. For myself, for myself, Lee, and for Rob, charge those meters. We'll be back in two weeks. Well, there you have it. The inaugural episode of uh, Turn-Based Attack, the video game podcast. Uh, what do you think, Rob? <laughs> it's weird, I think... Just uh, so weirdly meta, I'm going to puke. I think that, uh, you know, it went There's okay. some potential. Yeah, yeah. we got something. Yeah. Well, I guess the fans... <laughs> we'll decide that. We'll decide. All three of them. They'll be like, hey, <laughs> yeah. guys. Hey, you, you should, suck. You should shut up now. <laughs> That's, a, that's, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's it. And that's the Tissy Iceberg podcast for this week as well. Uh, for myself, Lee, and for Rob. What the f*** is the Tits the Iceberg sign-off? That's just the tits. <laughs> of the iceberg. <laughs> 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 <laughs>